Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. And I am very calm. Actually, I'm not. My kids have been driving me crazy for about two and a half hours. Yes, I just got home, so I'm yes, not driven crazy. Yes, you got a mammogram. I did. You're getting those boobies checked out. Yes, but before we jump into that, can oh. we talk about what our topic's going to be today? Boobies. No, that's oh. not going to be the topic. Sorry, if you want to revert to boobies, the let me know. The topic is going to be the New York Times article that came out last week, I think. Um, honestly, I don't know the date on it, but I know my friends and I have been talking about it. It's called The Busy Trap. The Busy Trap. And being how we, in our own minds, believe we are so busy. But we are busy. Well, that's that's what the article's about. So and give me the deal. What so, is the summation of the article? Well, let's let's keep people waiting on that one because let's Ooh, go back to the mammogram A thing. tease. Well, I, as we know, when we start a show, we I think we if we tease anybody, we should tease them with boobies <laughs> instead of busy traps. But that's all right. Well, we're not really talking about boobies. But we so could much. if we wanted to. Okay. What we're talking about is that I, I had a mammogram, and I was going to say that um, every woman around the country who is either 35 and older or 40 and older has to have this done. Right. Or at least should. Right. And I just wanted to say that for men who are listening, it's a very tense experience for your wife. Maybe maybe not for everybody. I don't like to be the person who says everybody feels this way. That may not be true. But it's a very interesting situation to go in to a test, and I guess this is true for every test, and wait for them to find something wrong. Right. Every year or every six months or whenever you go in, you go in and wait for them to see if something's wrong. So they'll never say how great things are. They'll just tell you... This time it's good, but come back yeah. because then we'll find something. That's what it always feels like to me. Right. And... What I wanted to share... It's a very glasses-half-empty type of outlook. It is, but you know what most testing is? Yeah. Just that the whole concept of testing and the medical model is about let us find a problem. Right. And I'm not saying... I'm not categorizing and saying it's bad. I'm, thank goodness for these tests, right. right? But I'm saying as far as the way I think about the world, it's very counterintuitive to me mm-hmm. to go in and, and have someone say, well, we didn't find something today, but Kathy, come back in six months because... Maybe we will. So then if you let your anxiety get the best of you, you'll be like nervous because they might be projecting in six months something might be wrong. Exactly. And I always walk out feeling relieved like because I go in anxious. I'll just be honest with you. I'm pretty good at breathing and all that kind of stuff, but sometimes I just feel it and it just is. But when I walk out, I feel 90% relieved and 10% like, well... Six months from now or a year from now, go I got to go again. through it again. And there are women who have to do this with their pelvic exams and their, um, you know, if they've had any gynecological issues, they have to do this. Or if someone's a cancer survivor, they have to continue. Like I have a good girlfriend whose daughter, a uh, young daughter, has was diagnosed with cancer last year and they have to continually go back. And even when she is in complete remission for years, every year she'll have to go back yeah. to make sure she's still. Miserable. And And again... It's, I don't, I'm not trying to judge it. Thank goodness, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Thank goodness for the test. Thank goodness for the test, but it's so counterintuitive to me. So what advice do you have for somebody who gets all anxiety driven going into tests? Well, two things I want to share. Number one is I was watching Deepak yesterday. Um, it was an old soul series on own and he was talking about using stop, the word stop and stop stands for S stop. That's like the S is the beginning of stop. It's kind of cheating. I know, but I thought so too, but it's Deepak, so I'll give it to him. T is take three breaths. Okay, stop. Okay. Take three breaths. Take three breaths. O, 
observe your thinking. I did this like four times in the car on the way to my mammogram. Like I'd get all into like I'd be going into the future or what if, what if, what if. I'm like, I haven't even done anything yet. Observe what you're thinking. Take a breath. Come back to the present. Mm -hmm. And then P is, I can't remember. I don't know either. I didn't see the soul I can't remember what P is. I don't even know if we need P. I I know what P is. What? Well, (laughs) urine. But that's probably not. But that's what it not it. For. Let's come up with something for P because this would be easy. Like stop, take three breaths, take three breaths, observe, observe your thinking, and then, oh, maybe we can say be present. It, be that present. would be a B though. Yeah, it should be stop. Well, we'll talk like Yoda, and we'll say present B. Present B. <laughs> present you must be. I know. Well, I don't remember what Deepak said, but regardless, the first three, the stow, three of out of stop. four. You got seventy-five percent okay. of this test. Yeah. Well. I, that helped me today. 75% is passing. I know. As my friend Dean says, C's get degrees. So do D's. D's get degrees also. I also want to say the other thing we can do, ladies, for, for you who are getting mammograms continually, um, or women who have been uh, cancer survivors, um, you know, breast uh, breast cancer, There, I went to a Christiane Northrup workshop a couple years ago. I think I know where you're going to go with this. I know, and And I I like... I think people might be surprised by what you're about to say. Yes. Well, I love Christiane Northrup. If you don't know who she is, she is a medical doctor, but she's also a holistic practitioner, and she's just fantastic in helping women identify... What's the book that she wrote that... Didn't she write one? I mean, I know she's written a bunch, but there's one specific that you... Well, the first one I got, my mother gave to me, I think when I was in college, called Women's Bodies, um, Women's Women's Wisdom, Wisdom. which is very helpful because it's like a big catalog of if you're having these issues, here's some things that could be going on with you emotionally, spiritually. Because my belief system is, and I've been taught this, this is not Kathy's, this is something that has been passed down to me, is that if you're having a physical ailment, there was a spiritual or emotional or some some other level going on first, and then it became physical. Once it's physical you treat it physically right um but you, know, you don't meaning, ignore you don't ignore physical. it and you don't say oh now i'm just gonna be happy and it'll go away you have to treat physical but i also believe that when something happens in your body something had occurred before yeah, there's a layer below a trauma of some kind so that's what her book is about and um it, it's it's wonderful and she also wrote um mother daughter uh was it mother daughter wisdom mother daughter something but that was the book that helped me with natural birth decide that i wanted to natural birth and then she's written a lot of books about menopause which i'm not there yet no but i still read it first things first okay but what she taught in this workshop that i was in with her that was so great is she kind of was speaking of the same thing like it's so crazy to go in and have someone tell you okay you're okay today but next year could be bad she said we need to be more proactive with our breasts and do a few things number one Send them love. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of women who have small breasts may say, oh, my breasts aren't good enough or they're, they should be bigger. Or women who have really big breasts will say, oh, these breasts weigh me down or right. they don't look good in shirts. And we have to really send our breasts love because if you believe in energy, which I'm hoping everyone does, you know, if they understand science and such, what you send to that area is what it will experience and feel. And and it, it's just one thing. You I can think t- a lot of people are like, what do you mean <laughs> send them love? Mentally, like have an intention, have an intention, an energy behind a thought saying these are healthy. Thank you, thank you for helping me get grounded about this. When you are feeling or thinking negatively about your breasts, stop. Use the Deepak thing, okay, and think why am I sending negativity to my own body? Stop. Observe your thoughts. Stop. Take three breaths. Observe your thoughts, and then do something else that I can't remember. And then go pee. (laughs) Go pee. (laughs) I can't remember what the P stands for. Um, But you know, be patient with yourself, or whatever the word is. So, what else did she uh, have you do? Well, what she also had us do was she said we have to be proactive physically. 
the thing about breasts is it's all tissues, mm. right? It's lots all like lots of tissue and there's lots of, you know, good stuff going on in there. Mammary glands. Mammary in glands. There. And we have to be, we have to take care of them by rubbing them. Mm-hmm. Like by, you You're know. You're doing that right now. I'm doing, <laughs> like moving the tissue around instead of having it be stagnant. Get your hands in there and move so your breasts. So in the middle of this workshop, a bunch of women stood up and started feeling themselves We up. did. Christian's like, let's do it. So we all started moving the tissue in our breasts. And the funniest part was there were three men in the room. That's what I was about to ask. And they were the men who were like holding the microphones and like had the cameras and stuff. And they were beside themselves. See, if I was one of those guys, I'd say if anybody has a bad wrist or a bad <laughs> hand, I'd be happy to step in and help. Because that person is all about giving. I know. Well, that is, that would be very giving of that man. Yeah. But see, this is the self-love piece. And if you piece. ever have a hard okay. time, I'd be happy to help you out. You'd be happy to send my breasts love yeah. and to help me work out the tissue. I would be happy to do both, but the second one is more fun <laughs> than the first. Well, and I would I appreciate that. And I will keep that in mind. Okay. But it is also an opportunity for women to love their own bodies. Right. So for as much as you know, that's great for a man to do, we have to be comfortable with our, like I was thinking about the woman who does the mammogram. Mm-hmm. She's like touching breasts all day long. And she's so wonderful and gentle and love it. At least the women I've had. I, mm-hmm. Maybe other women have had different experiences. But they're so good at it because mm-hmm. they're so loving with women's bodies. Mm-hmm. And if we could be that way with our own body, it's yeah. just one of those proactive things we can do. You know, if you feel stuck with like being afraid until your next mammogram, be loving. Like my, uh, my friend Sandy made this um, oil called Breast oil or it's breast love oil or something I can't remember but she gave it to me for um, before she left a couple months ago and sometimes I just put that oil on my hands and just feel yourself up (laughs) you see you'll turn this into that because I'm a guy I know but for a woman it's very loving to and and I'm speaking just about breasts but any part of your body like um, you know your stomach like that's probably the part of my body that I struggle with the most as far as that's where I have the most, you know, fat or... You had five babies and that I had, lived in there. And I had five babies who lived in my stomach and, you know, but my friend Lorna and I were talking about that just because of that issue, we need to work on sending more love to that area and strengthening that area, which I do through yoga and daily method and, you know, just work, you know, it's something that we can be proactive about rather than waiting for a doctor to tell us something's wrong. Right. That's all I'm saying is I want to empower women to know that they have more energy and love for themselves, that, that that energy and love for themselves can actually make them healthier mentally, spiritually, physically. Well, and from a parenting perspective, obviously, we've talked about this on previous shows, so we're not going to get into it again, but we need to role model that we love yes. our bodies, yes. dads and moms, because we want to raise kids who have a healthy viewpoint on their own bodies. Exactly. And if we hate it, Odds are they're going to hate their bodies. Right. And I want my children to, to know, to notice me loving my own body, not necessarily in that way, mm-hmm. but that, you know, every once in a while they come up and pat my stomach and stuff like that. And I always say, that's where you lived. And I'm so, you know, lucky you were there. I, I don't say, oh, don't touch my fat or don't mm-hmm. touch this. I, I want them to know the only way they're going to know to love their bodies is if they know their mom loves her body. Right. And does that mean that I always am feeling great about myself? No, right. I'm human. I'm right. light and dark and all those other things. But for the sake of my own spiritual growth, for the sake of my own happiness, and for the sake of my children, I practice loving myself mm-hmm. because that's the best I can do. Do you want to know another way to love yourself? How? Go to Cairo Tree. 
Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. A- amen. Because how, how was I feeling last week? Yeah, you uh, had. If if Dr. Kelly was around, you would have really been oh. a much worse week. She, I had a migraine. A lot of reasons. I traveled. Blah 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 blah. Had you know power outage, heat. It was 100 degrees in Chicago. All these things. It was a perfect storm. I had a migraine. I was down for like a day and a half. And Dr. Kelly gave me an adjustment. Actually, two in a row. I went back the next day, and she went and got it. I and I just. I'm just so thankful for her. Thanks, Dr. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Avid is our other partner, um, 630-956-1800, painting, remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Check them out. They're awesome. Yes. All right. So what's with this busy trap thing? So busy trap. Uh, New York Times posted this article, and it was an opinion piece. I'll say that first. You know, it wasn't like a research piece necessarily, but it was about something that we don't talk about, which is everyone is walking around saying, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. You know, I love it when people will say, um, you know, oh, I meant to call you, but I was just too busy. And in my own head, I'm like, baloney. That is baloney. Because we always can make choices about if you really want to call someone, you can divide, you know, there are people on Facebook two hours a day. There's 24 hours in a day. You can find, you you chose not to do it. You have a a list of priorities. And that wasn't it. And that wasn't it. And the thing is, is I'm not saying you should have called me. I'm just saying, don't say that. Right. Don't say, just say, just say, you know what? Day got away from me. Um, It wasn't on, I had other things going on. You know, there's an authenticity that doesn't come through when someone says they're too busy. And in the article, I love it because he said, you know, people who are really busy, those people aren't talking about how busy they are. They're just tired. Mm-hmm. They're just working three jobs, taking care of kids, and they get home and they're tired. That's very different from this created busyness. Right. Because, you know, I used to write about this a lot at the beginning of my writing career. Like in my first book, I wrote about it a lot, the whole idea of productivity. Right. Being because Checking things off lists. Constantly. Being productive. And that that's the way we determine our worth. Mm-hmm. Is through productivity. And especially guys. I have a men's workshop coming up, and we're talking about the differences between men and women. And I think men are even worse than women. As Do far you as, really? Yeah. I think that we um, derive success by being efficient and productive. At least I do. Well, efficient. That's a good word. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think you're a little bit better now. Maybe you weren't before. But unless I'm checking things off a list, I, I am not having such a good day. Well, you we can talk about you and I. Right. Um, it, but obviously part of my life's work and what I write about is to not be so in that world of being busy. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of women, especially just a lot of women, a lot of men, I don't even know if I want to generalize it, but moms will do things to themselves to keep their lives constantly busy and then they think it's something that's happening to them. Right. They think it's outside of themselves. They have created They have created we it. We have created it. We have created it. When I have a day where things are back to back to back to back and I want to blame someone or my child or, you know, you, you got to really look at how that day got planned that way. Well, it, it's total individual responsibility. Exactly. I mean, you can say why the... You know, the boy has baseball practice, the girl has soccer practice, and these things are outside of your control. But you sign them up for baseball. Exactly. You sign them up. And I, this doesn't mean don't sign your kid up for right. baseball or yeah, soccer. Just hear us rather than make a judgment. But, but yeah. take responsibility that this is a world that you are creating right. for yourself. And you have just as much control to remove the busyness as you do to 
put the busyness on your daily schedule. Well, and it's so interesting, people's perception, because one of the things the writer of this article said that I completely related with is he said that people will always come up to him and say, man, you must be so busy being a New York Times writer or whatever. And he's like, actually, I'm not. I write in the morning. I take a nice long bike ride. I go have lunch with my friends. I do this or that. Like, he has a really good sense of what life's about. And that's actually, I can relate to that personal experience because sometimes people will say if they've been to different things I've done, oh, you must be so busy because you have three kids. You must be so busy because you, you know, do this or do that. And the truth is I have busy days and, mm-hmm. and busy moments, but my life's pretty low key. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that in a way like, oh, things are easy for me. I'm saying that I don't plan a lot. Well, and what you're good at is if you have a few busy days in a row, you, stop. you get rattled and you stop. Yeah. And you, have the, you make a conscious decision to stop. And I think the people we're talking to are the people who are seven days a week, you know, 50 weeks out of the year. They're busy all the time. Because they think that's normal and they think that's the only way they can feel good. Right. And they've created a story that if there is any time open, they're somehow being lazy mm-hmm. or not using it effectively. Mm-hmm. And they're forgetting that the only time we have is right now. Mm-hmm. You want to know what the best time of your life is? Right now. Right now. That's right. This is it. That's the only time that ever comes. And people are constantly trying to create another time. Like if I do this, if I work out this morning, then I go do this, and then I go get my manicure, and then I pick up my kids, and I drop it, then I'm going to feel good. Well, I used to be like, oh, I'm going golfing with the guys this weekend. I'm having a big night. And like the whole week would be all about leading up to my weekend golfing with the guys. Yes, yes. And I don't know, sometime in the last 10 years, I figured out that's such a waste of my energy. Right. Sure, I'm, I have plans this weekend, but that's not where I am right now. Right. Be right here it's right now. It's not real. It's not real at all. So anyways, that's it's, my It's just thing. a plan. And you know, you and I had this funny conversation on Friday. Do you remember? No. Because, um, first of all, I'd had a not typical week because I'd been, you know, had that migraine Plus it was for Fourth of July days. weekend. Fourth too. of July week. i just gotten back from traveling. You know, you'd been very, I was going to say, you'd been very busy. That's right. Yeah, busy. Um and so it was Friday, and you said, hey, let's invite our neighbors over tonight. because yeah, I love our neighbors. I do, too. They're some of our best friends. Um, and I looked at you, and I was like, I felt like we had just created some downtime finally. Mm-hmm. And you were like, and I looked at you, and I said, really? I go, you know, we have this open space. Is this what you want to do? Right. And you were like, yeah, I really do. And I said, this is how you and I are different because it's got nothing to do with our friends. It's got to do with when I see open space, I get relaxed and thankful. Like, okay, I don't have to do anything. And when you see open space, sometimes you well, want to fill it. A lot of times I fill it with fun stuff. Right. With fun, And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I I'm can, not going to fill it saying, hey, let's go work on strategy marketing for Zen Parenting Radio. I'm right. saying, let's order some pizza, drink some beer, and have a good time with our friends. Well, and what was nice is you and I had a good conversation about what that means because I was very excited to have them over. But I was like, let's do it early so I can make my needs needed to be met that I needed to go to bed early. So you were like, okay, well, we'll do this earlier. Mm -hmm. And then we had this great time with our our, um, neighbors, and it was awesome. And then I got to go to bed, and you got what you needed. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't like – I think a lot of couples get into the fight of, I want to have fun, you never want to have fun, or I want people and you don't want people. And we have kind of – not this last time around, it worked out really well. Yeah, because we compromised. We, we or talked we met it in the through, middle. right? But there's times like 
there's times where I'm like, fine, we're not doing anything. Right. Like, that'll there's be my a passive aggressive, right. Right. You don't want to do anything, we won't do anything. And then I get pissed. And, and I then the story becomes Kathy doesn't want to hang out with people. Right. I would do, because then it was funny. I talked to Lara, remember? Right. And my friend Lara and her husband are like the opposite of us. Like yeah. Lara's like Todd. and Lara's her. cool like me. And Chris is <laughs> uncool like you. Well, and she was having the same experience where she wanted to have people over something. Chris was like, I wanted to have a nice, quiet you know, night with the girls. And Lara was like, if Lars like if I married Todd, we would be partying all the time. That's right. She's like we'd have the DJs out. We'd you, be ready to and go. You and Chris, would and never Chris leave and I the would house. never leave. This is why we marry the people we marry. Yeah. And you know, I'm very thankful for that balance because you teach me to say, you know, let's let's do this because I always have fun. Mm-hmm. But I also I think support you and not help me slow down. Slow down a little bit. You tell right. me to take my headphones out of my ears. Right. After I had them in for three days. Right. Take yep. them out. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, just the, I, I struggle with this, so I got to be honest, but there's times when I, um, days will go by and I won't take one single conscious breath. Yeah. And a single conscious breath is basically when I'm breathing, I completely focus on my inhalation and exhalation. Right. And then like, it'll be Wednesday and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I have not looked at a tree. I have not sat there without thinking about my schedule. So it's just a, a reminder, and that's one thing you're good at for me because I tend to go overboard the other way. Like, let's fill up every single point of our day, and you pull me back in, a, in the best way. Well, and I think a difference is that you kind of have that, uh, that thought of it's going to naturally become a part of my day, mm-hmm. where I kind of have learned about my own spirituality that I have to make it a priority in my day. Mm-hmm. I need to start the day by doing my yoga or my exercise. I have to start the day by having 10 minutes by myself. If I don't do that at the beginning of the day, the day gets away from me and all of a sudden it's five and I realize I haven't meditated. I've learned that through experience, mm-hmm. like, you know, years and years of saying, Oh, I'll fit it in somewhere. Right. And, and every once in a while I will meditate in the middle of the day just because I wake up, the girls are all over me and right. the day starts. Right. But you know, I, but it, I think sometimes people say, well, I'll get to it, well, or if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And we used to do that for date night between you and I. Yeah. Like, we would say, oh, we should really start going out on dates, and we wouldn't put it on the calendar. Yes, good point. And, like, two months would go by, and we realized that we hadn't spent more than five minutes alone without kids or coworkers or other people, and it was at that point we decided, now we have, we don't have a babysitter right now, but there was a, like a year stretch where every Monday night was our date night. Right. And we had to... We did great. We had to prioritize and put it on a calendar and make it happen. Now, we happen to be doing pretty well this summer yeah. as far as... We have a little more flexibility. Yeah, we do. So. We have more sitters than we used to when the kids were young, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a, that's a very good point, is that we... It's something where you don't want it to be a burden. Mm-hmm. And in for that reason, you want to find things that you like. Right. But this was something that um, that I'll probably that I was going to write about. I ended up writing something different on my blog. Check mm-hmm. out my blog, though. It's um, what's the title of it? Um, it's called. It's got a long title. It's called "Liberating My Daughter by Walking Out of the Movie Brave." That's a lot of syllables. I know, but you know what? I've learned that you got to kind of pull people in with what's this about. I used to like title my blogs like one word right. and people are like yeah whatever and i want people to understand what this is about so anyway well back to parenting um i i did a daddy daughter date with uh, jc right. this weekend and it's just one of those things where unless we put it on the calendar like i don't remember the last time i did a date with her right it's probably been months yeah and you know it's okay we had a wonderful day and all that but 
uh, like months went by and I didn't really spend more than 10 or 15 minutes of alone time with my daughter in months. And that's messed up. Exactly. Well, you know, I was just going to say, try not to judge it too much oh, because I, want to judge I it. know you, you get all judgy about it. But the thing is, is you didn't, time went by and as time went by, then you realized and you look back and said, Ooh, some time has gone by. So now I'm going to put it on the calendar and you did. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, wow, that was really messed up. How awful I was. That's just shaming. Yeah. You know, that's just guilting. Just yourself. Do something about it. Just do something about it. Like it's, it's a waste of your time to say, I should have done this last month. You didn't. Mm-hmm. So do it now. Or, well, I didn't do it for three months. I'm just going to give up. Start now. You know, that that's kind of the... I, I'm, I'm working on that myself. Can you tell? I, I can. Yeah, because I'm bringing that up. But anyway, I, I just... The, the point of it is, is you have to make it a priority and somehow pencil it into your life. And this is kind of old school stuff we talk about with self-care. Mm-hmm. But so many people think that anything that has to do with them and their personal well-being is selfish Therefore, they need to do everything else first, and then if there's time, then they'll do yoga. If there's time, then they'll meditate, and they've got it completely backwards. Right, upside down. I'm saying that with complete confidence. You know, there are many things that I say, oh, it could be this way or that way. You have it backwards. Mm -hmm. You have to take care of yourself first, and then you can do the mothering piece. You have to take care of yourself first, and then you can do the partner piece. Like, if you're going to put all, them first all the time, there may be a day or two, mm-hmm. but if you're going to put them first all the time, they're not going to get the best of you. Right. They're going to get a half version of you. It's the whole airplane thing. Like, if the airplane's about to go down, they tell you to put your own mask on first before you put on the you kid's mask. You have to. Right. That's a great, it's such a great metaphor, and I know we've used it before, but it's a great way to understand that you can't help your child if you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. So you can take that literal, like yeah. being present and taking breath, or you can just take it as... You know, you you have to take care of yourself so you can take care of someone effectively. And some people might not even know what it means to, like, what do you mean take care of myself? Like, what does that mean? We've talked about this. We don't have to open up that can of worms. It's early in the last year's uh, podcast. But think of something you love to do without your spouse or your kids around. And then, Whatever it, that is. and then it grows from there. Yeah. You know, um, spirituality, um, I'll say this because it's my favorite thing for myself, is a muscle. And if you don't work that muscle, if you don't make it a priority every day, just like exercise, eating well, then it, it, it atrophies or it gets not as strong. Mm-hmm. And when I say spirituality, I mean self-love. I mean soul work. Mm-hmm. I mean getting to know yourself. And if you don't do something every day, it's much more difficult to get in tune. I can tell if I don't meditate one day, the next day I'm kind of more fearful and more anxious and I can look back and say, oh, yeah, right. that's what I let go yesterday that didn't help me today. Right. So. Well, good. Yeah. Um, so a few things. Yeah. We have family yoga Friday. This, this Friday. Yes. And you know what we're going to focus on in family There's yoga? There's a theme. There's a theme. What confidence. Confidence. Ooh, I'm a little scared. You're not very confident not about very our family confident yoga. confident about being confident. We are going to bring yourself, bring your children, your daughters, your sons. We are going to focus on poses and discussion around building confidence, um, obviously from every level, but we're going to focus on the physical poses and how that can create confidence, not only in the way that you appear, but the way that you feel inside. So confidence, family yoga, this Friday, daily method, 6 to 6.45. It's only, or or maybe it's 6.30 to 7.15. Actually, it's 6.30 to 7.15. It's 45 minutes. Okay. We made it a little shorter, so it could be more full and, you know, and and not be dragged out too long. Okay. So 
Um, so that's at the Daily Method. You can go online, their website, uh, Daily Method Elmhurst, and register, or you can call and register, uh, or you can show up. But if you're going to use their child care, register. Okay. Um, should we talk about your books, even though you don't like to? <laughs> I love talking about your books. Isn't there something else we have to talk about? Facebook. Oh, yeah. We're at 1,010 likes. Yes. Awesome. Oh, and Thank last you. last week I told people if they shared the um, our, our show, the link to our the show. link to our show that I'd write them a joke, and a few people did it, but I, I don't think Facebook tells me every time somebody shares it. So if you shared it and I didn't write you a joke, I didn't know about it. Yeah, you joke. You used my favorite joke, uh, the how, clown one. How come cannibals don't eat clowns? They taste kind of funny because they taste funny. Yeah, I need to come up with another joke. So um, whenever our show post on Facebook if you share that link or whatever. Right. If you share anything, we're going to try and reach out and say something. And if there's Tom some... and I are on there. We try. And if there's something you want to talk about, if there's a topic you want to talk about, yeah. we're, we're game for that too. Again, on our Facebook page, if you like it, you can actually message us. That's a new thing on the timeline is you can message us. And Todd and I are both, we're there. I mean, I can't say we're going to get to it immediately, but we will write back. Mm-hmm. One of us or sometimes both of us, we engage in a conversation. Because really, where would we be without our listeners? I know. Thank you. There's about 10,000 of you every single month that listens to us, yeah. which is really kind of overwhelming, and it's hard to get my arms around that number because we're just talking. Right. I don't really understand the draw, but I'm grateful for it. Well, I like to listen to other people talk about their real life. If they're cool, spiritual like, like growth. we are. Cool. Cool in the gang. Right. So... Okay, good. Um, so that that's the last thing on our list, I think, honey. That's the last one. Because you had one more thing you want to talk about, but we don't have time. You wanted to go, Todd wanted to talk about like five different topics today. Yeah, instead we did four. And you that's said, pretty darn you good. You said boobs was going to take five minutes and it took 12. Well, boobs are sometimes more than we Boobs can. are very important. <laughs> I'm a big fan of boobs. We should let that be the end of our show. Okay. Boobs, yes. <laughs> have a great week. Bye.